Yes, yes, hello, welcome back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, thank you, thank you, sir. <laughs> CEO, founder, creator of this great Cinema Draft game we all know and love, where daily fancy sports meets the movies, and back at it again. It's your chocolate cardinal, your WBW, your working black writer straight out of the writer's room on the C-dubs Dynasty reboot, it's Kevin Garnett. Hello, 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 good people. Thank yes. you. Yes, and if he shows, he's threatened to pop in his unruly head. Well, I guess you've never <laughs> seen his unruly head. Uh, he pop in his avatar, the Mulder Young Minds, your cultural misanthrope. It's G-Nice. He shall get no introduction when he gets in. He's gets in here. Boo. Uh, boo. <laughs> You'll find something to hate, especially about everything that, we, that you love. All right, tonight's <laughs> drinking game. Hmm. Salute. Will be... The word franchise, because tonight's main topic will involve the Marvel movies. If it's one thing Marvel Studios knows, it's how to build and rebuild a franchise. Yes. True story. True story. All right. So let's get into it. <laughs> what I'm watching. Uh, so first show I'm watching, I wouldn't say controversial. It's actually, I'm a little shocked I even got sucked into this show. It's a show called Gypsy. It's on Netflix. Ten episodes hour long who's in oddly, so naomi watts is the star she plays it's an oddly engaging kind of like psycho domestic drama slightly thriller whatever but this really super messy therapist who involves herself way too much in her patient's lives like to the point of like taking on the fictional identity of of <laughs> uh, someone named diane hart she kind of made up like her maiden name mixed with like some fake name and she plans to be a journalist and she ends up falling in love with like the girlfriend of a patient it's like what are you doing i mean and then just like insert yourself into her patient's lives really messy mm -hmm. ways and you know cheating on her husband with some woman and it's just it's really super messy and you think on the face of it that's eh, kind of boring mm -hmm. but it's oddly engaging and i don't know why i ever doubted it because once i looked in dug into it one of the producers behind it is Sean Jablonski, and he's behind oh, Nip Tuck and Satisfaction. And if oh, nice. anyone knows simmering white upper class angst, it's that <laughs> dude. That's the sweet spot. Are you familiar with his with his work? I I was a I loved Nip Tuck for the first. However, if it went seven seasons, I watched it for like the first four or five. It went off the rails after season four. The, <laughs> the whole did. thing with with uh, Fam could what's her name? Jan, Jan said, yeah, Famke Jansen. Being like a, a transgendered or like a, whatever she was, like the second he had sex with her, he realized that her she had been constructed down there or whatever. I was like, <laughs> it was a little bit too weird for me. I mean, and the son looked like Michael Jackson. Oh, the son, that was a hot mess. <laughs> I mean, late Michael Jackson, later in life, Michael Jackson. But it was, I mean, that was a, that was a fun show for a few seasons and uh, definitely worth watching. Yeah, and then Satisfaction, which had surprisingly a two-season run. I mean, I say surprisingly because it was so kind of out there that I didn't. I was a little shocked they even brought it back for a second season. And basically about you know wealthy you know like hedge fund guy or whatever gets bored with his life, finds his wife cheating with like the pool boy or somebody cheating on, on somebody, and then he decides he's gonna you know just become a male escort. Okay, so I'm gonna quit <laughs> this high six-figure okay. job and become a male escort. All right, whatever. So it sounds bizarre. It is bizarre, but so sort of like a rich version of Hung from uh, HBO. Exactly. There you go. Maybe mm -hmm. that's where they got the idea. But you know, but Sean Jablon, like I said, you know, upper class, white, 
ennui or whatever. This dude really, mm-hmm. you know, rocks that milieu. He really knows how to how to do his thing out in the. Now, did you, I was I was oddly intrigued. Did you ever watch In Treatment, the uh, HBO show with uh, Gabriel Byrne and a bunch of? I did. I, I think I watched. So if it had like three seasons, <clears throat> I might have watched two or uh, or struggled through whatever the, the second or last one was because like the first season just felt kind of cool and fresh. Second season just yeah. felt like a chore, so I kind of tapped it. It was like the fact that it was on five nights a week was like okay, this is a you're asking. That's a commitment. <laughs> you're asking a ton, and then once you get behind, it was hard to sort of catch up, and that was before really like peak binging TV like it is now. So it was just like I can't watch. I can't. Unless it's Game of Thrones. Episode. Yeah, exactly. And, and the hashtag Dem Thrones, hashtag Thrones, y'all. Right. Woo! Can we talk about that for a second? Can we can we cultural cul-de-sac? Can we what? ghost ride the cultural whip for a second? Woo. I mean, what are we? We're two weeks out? No! We it like six more sleeps, five more sleeps. It's coming this, this Sunday, this yo. What? This Sunday. Oh, that's yes. right. It's a week before Ballers and Insecure. Yes. Oh, I'm ready. I'm here for it. Yes, my yes. body is ready. Binge second, mode. I'm almost all the way through binge mode. I'm very excited. I mean, yes, I'm. Whew, I, I I can't wait. I'm 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 all speechless. I, I can't wait. I've been listening to binge mode. Very excited about that. Been mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I've already rewatched it. You know, to bring someone else along with it. But it's just such a great show. Such a great show. Can't wait. Can't wait. Now they got like all like the the what well, say all but like a bunch of the book knowledge from binge mode behind it too. Uh, Everything matters. Everything. I'll be saying that thing like I mean, an SAT. <laughs> and we're gonna be we're gonna be full throttle in here in a second because we got the dragons coming to Westeros. Like yes, oh, them dragons, them dragons. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Wait, are you guys? Oh my goodness! Guess who bogarted the podcast? Wait, were you just dancing, or is that role play? <laughs> I, 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 was, I was, I was, I was doing, I was doing the the, the key and peel, them dragons and Khaleesi's. If you're on, if you're on, you're not on social media, but on, on Twitter a lot. I, or maybe I'm being retargeted for this, but on Twitter a lot, there's like this Hulu uh, ad that shows like you can now watch live TV on Hulu, including HBO in time for the Game of Thrones premiere, and they do like and they show like that clip from Key and Peele when you know the, the two doormen with the Liam Neesons, and they're like then the Khaleesi's, them dragons. They show Peele flying around, and they show Key <laughs> spreading fire. It's pretty, it's pretty hot. I enjoy it. Anyways, yes. Yeah, welcome well, to I the should, podcast. I should probably G-Nice. see it. Wait, uh, we we already started. We're live. Huh? We're we're on the air. Yeah. Yes, that's I love it. I just showed up. No intro necessary. Booyah! You're welcome. Oh, we gave you your intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just weren't here for it. <laughs> Hatred. This is you might, you might this actually move to a podcast now and figure out what it was. <laughs> you said what? You might actually have to listen to a podcast now to hear what the intro was. Yeah. Yeah. You're like not happening. Uh, oh, so where are we? Are we doing? Yeah, yeah. Are we doing um, what we watched? Where are we? Yeah, yeah. So we uh, just covering this uh, show called Gypsy on Netflix. Kind of weird. White girl. Uh, Wait, I saw the first. Messy. I saw the pilot. Kind of weird, right? Uh, I don't know what I think. Here's the thing. There's a it, lot it, it of takes, hot it takes take. four episodes before it really kind of hits you. It's a hot take. No, no. But here's the thing. I. That lady, I want to like her. Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever seen anything where you're like, oh, she killed it? Uh, She was okay in Australia, right? Exactly. Okay. So in her home country or in the movie? (laughs) No, in the movie. Oh, okay. She was in there, right? Yeah. I didn't see it. So there's that. 
and then the other thing is like I feel like there's tons and tons of television right now for like ambiguous white people problems. And I feel like this movie falls in there. Like you're upset with having a good home. All right, well you're bored. Okay, is this? I, well, so I didn't it, it, like funny it. You funny you mention that because because I was just talking about how Sean Jablonski, one of the producers behind this, uh, is the guy behind Nip Tuck and Satisfaction. And if there's anyone who knows white upper class simmering angst, it's this dude because he that's like his sweet spot. And then also interesting side note is that uh, one of my therapist friends. She was like, "Yeah, it's okay, Did but have we seen enough? Have we have we seen enough like you know, you know white therapists getting to involve their patients' lives?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Have we?" <laughs> like we said, in treatment felt like eight different TV shows because there was so much of it. Yeah, yes, but in treatment there was some pretty cool. It was a great show. Some very good acting going on. Yes, very good acting, very good writing, but a lot of it. That show should have been about 15 minutes a piece. But, they, <laughs> um, but what's her name? Got, yeah, uh, that show had a little bit more depth. I mean, I, that, that show was essentially a play. They were like, <laughs> it, was it, was five, play. it was five yeah. plays a week. Five plays twisted together with a little bit of soundtrack in the background. There, but this, have you not seen it? Have Kevin, have you seen it? I have not seen Gypsy, no. It's, I don't think well, you will see Gypsy either the way yeah, we're talking about yeah. it. Yeah, it's just not like I'm not like hell yeah I can't wait to see it. It I'm gets better, after. but it's it's I mean you you have to I mean you kind of get into it around maybe the fourth episode. I finished it. It's only ten episodes, but man, and it, there's a bit of a cliffhanger. But you're like, really? I kind of felt cheated. Like that was it. So I don't. Know. I'm not sure if I wanted to come back for a second season. If if they do, I'll probably give it half season. It better dazzle me. That's all I can say. And you said it's a Hulu situation, or it's a Netflix situation? Netflix situation, yeah, Netflix. And we were also getting ramped up for Game of Thrones. We know you're fairly indifferent. You're the cultural misanthrope. Everyone zigs. Oh, I'm not indifferent about that show. I think that show's excellent. <laughs> I just, I don't, I'm just not, I'm not wearing T-shirts like you guys, but I, I, I do. I think it's very good. Dude, Jon Snow, Snow is a G, man. That, that's like, <laughs> like, I'm gay. Look, I, the, I remember the pilot. I remember the first season, and I, and I remember thinking, like, what is heck happening? I remember saying out loud, there's going to be, like, dragons flying around. And then, you know what? There were dragons flying around a naked body. It was awesome. <laughs> well, also, they've got the whole ice people thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the White Walkers. White Not Walkers. last season. The season before last season, this, yes. the, where Jon Snow and them, they're running away, and they get on the boats, and they float away. Yeah, hard home. Holy shit, home. that was a cool scene. That scene was yeah, so yeah. goddamn cool. And then, and then, and then the 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 uh, the Night King, the head of the White Walkers, yeah. stunts on them. Like, yes. dude, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was just straight up pimp. Like, they just threw money on top of money, and it was totally worth it. He gave you a little doll scene there. With <laughs> yeah, man, and and I mean, the thing I'm looking forward to. I mean, this season it's a truncated season. It's only seven episodes. I feel somewhat cheated, although we are getting. Supersized episodes in like the last two, but this year because they're going towards right, right? yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Next, next year it's 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 seven it's seasons. Like Fifteen less or something. Yeah, seventeen episode. seven episode this year, six episode last year, next year, and but there, I mean, not only are we getting supersized episodes, but also it's going to be like a lot of fighting. It looks like there's going to be a lot of fighting because oh, yeah. now, I mean, Khaleesi's got her dragons, she's got her ships, she's and she's in Westeros finally. I mean, shit's about to go down. You know, you heard you heard, you heard um, uh, Cersei in, in like the trailer. Enemies to the north of us, enemies to the south of us, enemies to the east of us, enemies to the west of us. Girl is gonna be fighting. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it shows good. That shows straight up good. They they are they are 
heartless when it comes to killing people. <laughs> oh yeah. But but like once you once you accept that, like like it's shocking that Jon Snow came back. But they had to kill him back because he's a fucking G. But I was, I was shocked. I was shocked when they killed his brother. I was shocked when they well, killed his dad. Fire and ice. This this is song of fire and ice. Yes, sir. That's all you guys uh, said. So They're ahead so of the book now, right? That's the whole thing. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, but George R. R. Martin still is like very active with. It. Like he wrote an episode, I think, in the last season, and you know, so he's still very involved. But yeah, it's. So I see you're still skateboarding. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So our next thing I'm watching is Power. <laughs> the, oh, on yeah. Stars. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Wait. You Power. Know, so yeah. It's you two. You guys Power. are the two who have who have. What is it? Stars, right? You Everyone guys are, you guys are the subscribers. Everyone who watches Power loves Power. Pretty much. All four of you guys. <laughs> no, it's everywhere. No, they they trend on Saturday nights. That shit airs on Sunday because of the Stars app where they put the the show up like at like midnight <clears throat> on Saturday. That shit starts trending at like nine p.m. on Saturday. Because for example, I was on I was I was on Twitter Saturday night. And all of a sudden, I see like six you know, in the U.S. like Proctor. I'm like. Joe Proctor, I mean Jerry Ferrara's character. Like, why is this shit trending? And I didn't want to click on it, and I didn't. And I watched, and you know, I got caught up. But it's like, I mean, this the, the fan, the fandom now is. I wouldn't say it's out of control, but I think it's a little bit. No, it's definitely higher. not. You know, I mean, people who actually live in the world deal with social media, Greg. That's not you. I'm talking about like real normal people. But normal people who are in social media. I mean, I think it's a little bit. I wouldn't say extra, but I think the hype for Power now has exceeded its actual quality. It's still a really good show, but I just think people are way too hyped for the show. Yeah, I, I don't what, pay attention what is it to it. About? It's about a guy who has power. What's it, what's it about? It's a guy with superpowers. In the no, it's not. It's drugs, right? Isn't it drugs? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's Omari Hardwick plays, a, <clears throat> play, plays a, a drug dealer who also runs a club who's trying to go straight and legit. His ex-girlfriend from high school at, turns out to be an AUSA, you know, assistant district attorney, whatever, falls in love with her. She ends up busting him for a crime he didn't commit. So he Wait, are you telling me the whole – is that the whole first season? That's, That's the, whole the whole first, first three four, seasons. Yeah, three seasons. <laughs> uh, well, they yeah, now, he's, now he's in jail on trumped up charges. Yeah. Yes. So he's he's guilty of a lot of things, but just not this particular crime that he's in jail for right now. Wait, do you guys? This is like a Mike Tyson situation. Is this? Um, do you guys? Is it good? You it's legitimately enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. It's, it's very good. good. Yeah, I mean, I've really enjoyed the first three seasons. I just think nothing really has really big has happened yet in the new season for people to be like, oh, my God, I'm so crunk. And, like, they just came in, like, crunk. Like, they just finished watching season three, like, last week, and they came in hot. <laughs> like, okay, let's go. I'm like, yeah, they're, they're going to get there, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. But the, like, the woman who played Little Kim from Notorious plays Harvey. Yes. Life. Nani, Nani or something like that, right? Notori Naughton. Notori Naughton. And so he has this family, but then he also has the – the high school sweetheart, whatever that he's flirting with and has this relationship on the side with. Then you've got his crazy partner, Tommy. Um, <laughs> That's a crazy white boy right there. <laughs> yeah, who sort of is he's the he's sort of the the Sonny Corleone to Amari Hardwick's Michael, if you will. <laughs> yeah. This does sound like the godfather. Fun fact, that girl Nori was one That's of the true. three LW girls, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm getting later tired of making promises, promises that you know that was. <laughs> wow, you can't get off the dome with that. Wow. Okay. 
But no, man, yeah. just, just to put a button on this, the fandom is so real that like the, so Jerry Ferrara was like tweeting on Sunday or something about how he came back from his honeymoon. He's very excited. He's like, yeah, I got a few congratulations, but mostly it was, you really need to be focused on getting Ghost out. Ghost is <laughs> Hardwick's uh, street name. <laughs> is it? Is he married, is he married to Meadow? Is that gone? That's not... Yeah, oh, no, that's Farda. No, he married um, his uh, podcast producer slash live-in girlfriend slash, I think she's an actress. He met her on Entourage, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I was an assistant on the first season of Entourage. Were you really? <laughs> Do tell story time with the WB. A quick side note. So there was, can I name, I should, I can name names. So there was, yeah. a, there was, a, there was, uh, well, the, well, no, I've, there's a guy who's one of Wahlberg's friends, yeah. a member of the Funky Bunch. I believe he was the DJ. And <laughs> he was, they have, you know, you have like regular casting, you have extras casting. And yeah. then this guy was in charge of like sort of extra special uh, <laughs> casting. <laughs> so like all of the, you know, you, like Entourage <laughs> just ran through, there, were, there would always be models and, and, uh, you know, just attractive women running around the background, and some would have speaking parts. He had an office in the <laughs> back. He had an office in the back, and he to would audition. audition all these girls. Like every day, there'd be like five to ten, or whenever he was in the office, there'd be wow. at least ten coming through, and he'd put them on tape or, or audition them, whatever. And <laughs> you put them on tape. Is that what we're calling it? You put like when you come in for an audition, as you know, you'll read the lines on tape so that then the higher ups can watch sure, the sure, 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 sure. So I yeah. I'll just say that it was just a it was a murderer's rug. <laughs> and he was the DJ. He wasn't like a real producer or whatever. He's on well, that, that job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was turtle with, with like a trailer. He All was right. he was yeah, he was essentially the real life turtle. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay, the other thing I, I was watching, I've actually seen this twice in this short <clears throat> over the weekend. How is that? How is that? St- how, how is that King Arthur still alive? I don't understand. It's managed to go through like three months of podcasts. It's the only artwork I have. What do you want? No, but you say you even like the movie. I, I liked it. I liked it fine. I thought it was underrated. I, I enjoyed myself, especially in D box. What are you talking about? You should put a face off poster. <laughs> We're low budget production here. It was given to me free, therefore it's on the on the board. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I work I work facing this way, not that way. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I'm good. Uh, anyways, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Damn it! I know you haven't seen it, Greg. I know KG hasn't seen it, um, but I saw it twice. I love the hell out of it. It might be might be. The best Marvel movie, I mean, or at least a very close second to like what was that Civil War, or whatever the, the or, or it was yeah, Captain America Civil War is pretty good. That was really good. Um, this one is just fun. It is it. I mean, it's fun because it's it's an angle we haven't seen before with with the Marvel movies as far as just like like the the kid brother of the franchise. I mean, he this yeah. is. This scene almost entirely through his eyes. He's playing a 15-year-old sophomore. Yeah, Tom Holland's 21, but he looks 15. He actually looks the part. <laughs> I remember a lot of people, myself, somewhat included, were a little disappointed that Donald Glover didn't get to be cast as like you know. A, yeah, there was uh, zero chance that was going to happen. But he's oh, in, yeah, right. He's in it though. Right? He's he's in it. He's in it. He actually, and from going on like deep 
you know, background, or whatever. I, allegedly, his character turns out to be, you know, I mean, they don't really play into it in, Wait, the, in the movie. Oh, but he's like, he's like the cousin of Miles Morales, who's the, like the New oh, Age Spider-Man oh. in the in the comics, like you know, the Dominican kid or whatever. So yeah, so that's kind of cool. So it's cool that he's in there. But I mean, mm-hmm. I get what they're going for, and the casting. I mean, Tom Holland is perfect. He is such a kid. His American accent is amazing. So, I mean, it's like flawless. I, you buy you buy the entire performance every second. He's just fun. He's like a this kid who has a suit how, who gets to just mess around. And it's, you have so much fun with him. It's great. How much Tony Stark do you get in this? What you percentage get, Tony Stark? You get, you get, you get, I'd say you get about 40% Tony Stark. I mean, he comes, I mean. That's a lot. He, well, as far as like, well, okay, fine. It's more like thirty to thirty-five, but because he, he has Still, like he has like he should be like seven percent. No, no, no. But you, he has like a handful of pivotal. I mean, and uh, it may may not be like screen time, but as far as like pivotal, you know, points, like he's hmm. he should be. There, there's a reason why he's a headliner in the talent pool. Like he he's he definitely impacts the story. It's all about like his relationship with the kid when the kids like you know you know, um, uh, around him and everything. And it's, um, it's just really good. I, I mean, I love the, the actual, the kids at the school, Zendaya has a, has a great little role, whatever. And there's a twist in the middle. You will not see, not even you G nice will not <laughs> see coming. Falsetto. Nope. You won't see it. <laughs> I put money on it. You will not see this coming. It was now, great. My problem with the, with the Spider-Man movies is Here's the title. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, the, the Spider Boy. <laughs> since the since the beginning, the animation since the beginning of the franchise, they uh, have not gotten the animation right with him going through the city. It always seems like a cartoonish. It doesn't seem like a real person. You know what I'm saying? It seems okay. like an animated image. Have they done any? Is it any better than it was in the past? I would. I will say this. I mean, the whole idea of like shooting webs out of your palms and like swing is a, a bit fantastical. I, I get it, <clears throat> but it. But they do make it a little more realistic as far as like. So you see him the first time you see him outside of like. So there's this great intro um, where you see him like with the Avengers. And then you get to him like in like Queens, and there's a, and you actually see him like change, and it's like a real change, not like a Superman. <laughs> It's like, okay, I'm putting this on, I'm taking this off, I'm putting this on, okay, okay, zip it, okay, and I'm, re- you know, it's, it's, it feels a little bit more real. You get a little bit of, like, the the aerial acrobatics. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know what you're looking for, to be honest with you. I mean, the, even in the cartoons, it's, you're swinging he, off of, he I, wanted, right. I wanted to seem like he it's a real question. person. Like it's a real person, that's all. Uh, I, I agree, with you. although I think, I think they did a better job with that on the Andrew Garfield stuff. I didn't think that was. I thought his swinging through the middle was better, but I do. I, I know what you're saying. You know, what was the worst. The worst fighting animation where it just looked like computers took over was uh, the Blade movies. You guys remember the Blade movies? Yeah, I remember Blade. Uh, yeah, the third one in particular. He just. It just looks like a video game console. Third one was pretty bad. Oh yeah. Okay, I will say this. I will say this, uh, KG. That uh, when he when he, the whole scene with like the Washington Monument stuff, like he's up like really high. He's like, oh my god, and I went up this high. Like you kind of get, you know, you, you get some like point of view shots, like looking down, and you know, so you know, it's better. Oh, okay. Your issue and is that it looks and there's this whole hard. thing about like torque and like needing enough. You know, I don't. Know, it's it's really cool. I enjoy the hell out of it. Definitely see it. Definitely see it. Especially I, in like three. Or and or D box. What? Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, it's, I good. it's no. Kevin, no I mean, I'll, 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 really I'll play. Good. I mean, 
I I don't really go to the movies at this point in my life, but <laughs> I'll I'll see it when it's I'll watch it when it's on something. It's really good. Oh God! You got, now I feel like Spider Man. I've I've got his voices like, oh come on, you no, guys, I, come I, on! It looks the, the trailer actually looks great aside for the sort of aside from the sort of animated swinging around stuff. It looks like a great story. It's fun, so much fun. I promise Tony you. Stark. It seems this is like one of the, the top perfect. three Marvel movies like ever. Like seriously. Well, getting to that later. Don't we are getting into that. We are getting into that. Uh, uh, oh my God, you guys. Okay, fine. I give it I want to see the movie, but there's a very small <laughs> chance I'm going to see it soon. Mm, you should see it, though. I mean, really. like <clears throat> Lee, Play hooky from school one day and just like go see it. It's, it's a lot of fun. You'll enjoy you it. Come in town and then babysit my children, and then I will go. Awesome. Hook it up. Uh, all right, all right. Hold me to that. Hold me to that. Now, get this, out of Vegas. <laughs> before we switch to the next segment, yes. Is anyone watching the Defiant ones? Wait, did I get yes. to go? Well, I mean, well, now is the part where I say, "Fellas, what are you watching?" Oh, so, okay, go. Yes. All right, Kevin, you go. I don't know. Is anyone watching the Defiant ones? Can we? I, yes, I am. I enjoy it. I didn't yes. see tonight, but I've seen the the first two. I've I've seen the first one and a half. Greg, are you are Miss G Nice? I mean, are you up on? <laughs> I I I have not seen it, but I want to see it. It's super. It's, I've heard it's very very cool. It's like a one review that I read said that it was sort of too long and too detailed. But to me, like it's sort of like a love letter to yeah, to love letter to producers because I didn't My, know. Yes. Iveen's, that's uh, exactly what it is. <laughs> I didn't I didn't understand. I didn't know uh, producing background from. Springsteen, John Lennon, Stevie Nicks, Stevie Nicks, yeah, Tom Petty, like so, it's pretty. So impressive. you remember Steve, Stevie, uh, Ed play ball with us? Uh, kind of, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. Whatever. Stevie's a big music head, Kevin, and he swears this thing is the greatest thing in the world. He was like, it was so cool. He's like, all these bands, like you said, he said all these bands. I didn't know he did half of them. All mm. these details, and he's like, and they keep bouncing back and forth between all of them. It's pretty. He said he hasn't finished. Have you gotten to Gwen Stefani yet? No, no. I think that might be tonight. Maybe. Yeah. I want to see it. It's it's really good. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, it's it's yeah yeah. I have it on when I'm like doing stuff, but it's 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 like a oral history of not only just like you know two men's lives like Dr. Dre and then also you know Jimmy Iovine, but also of like the music industry like as a business from like mm -hmm. you know because i've even started even earlier than dre and it's like you right. know and then and i guess eventually we'll get to their two paths like actually crossing but right it, it i guess the uh, the whole napster thing is a big part of it in them sort of realizing oh. that the business is changing and that they needed to pivot to beats and whatever else they've got going on the side so. <laughs> that beats thing. The whole thing about beats was hilarious. It's like how Tyrese and them nearly <laughs> fucked it up because they got drunk <laughs> in the studio. It was like talking about that shit on Facebook too early. <laughs> it's a it's a great like the that's that's just in the intro, G nice. Yeah. Like the first ten minutes they talk about that, then they sort of rewind back to the beginning. But it's it's very well done. This is I'm not sure which one is which, but I think this is Alan Hughes and not Albert Hughes. Right. They've, yeah. They've right. veered off in different paths, or aren't they mad at each other or something? I don't know what's going on, but it's just Alan Hughes, and it's great. It's it's great. <clears throat> yeah. The the whole production, like you know, is is really good. All right. So, what else are you guys watching? Anything else? I'm looking forward to uh, Friends from College on Netflix. The, are you? Uh, I am actually. It looked funny. I like that guy from the show Married. 
And I I like what's his face P uh, uh, Key or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's that's Key. <laughs> and key the woman, the, one of the women was in something that I like. It, it looked funnyish. It's, it did I'm look funny. funny. I was excited. I was interested, and then I saw an extended trailer, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I saw the extended trailer too, and I kind of had the same reaction. But I mean, it's, it's Netflix. I'm I'm rolling with it. I mean, they're. I mean, they usually don't let me down. <coughs> Iron Fist, but uh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God, should we talk about that? No, because <laughs> no. we, cause we haven't got, finished. I finished. It. I finished. Yeah. Is it um, is it worth me watching the last two and a half episodes? It is. It is. It is, it is. it is. It is weirdly bad. Like I'm surprised. Like <laughs> it's not good. So are you going to watch the Defenders? Yeah. I mean, do I need to watch the last two and a half episodes to watch the Defenders? No, you know what happens. He saves the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, then I'm good. No, we go to the He saves the day and gets the girl. Oh, he's, I just, he's, I just he's no more likable in the first episode than he is the last episode. Sweet. I just heard today Lucy Liu is directing the first episode of season two of Marvel's Luke Cage. Huh. Okay. Is she going to be in it? <laughs> I don't think she's going to be in it. I think she's just directing it, which should be interesting. Because apparently she's directed that show she's on elementary and like a few yeah. other TV shows. So I liked elementary. I couldn't keep up with it. It's just, but I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, think it, it's procedural. That. You're not really missing much, but I mean, for right. a case show, it's really, it's pretty good. I, I enjoy it. Have they hooked uh, up yet? They're, they're never going to hook up. Just, and, oh. you know, and the funny thing is I remember reading it like before its first episode, like the, the entertainment weekly spread, like the producer was, was giving an interview. He's like, look, they are never going to get together. I promise you they're never going to get together. I was like, they never say, I mean, you know, what if you guys run like five or six seasons? They've now run five or six seasons. They're never going to get together. Trust me. <laughs> That's stupid. That's great. I like it. Uh, platonic adult. You know, male female friends. Imagine that. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, anyway, I want to I give shout out. I want to give a shout out to Playing House. It's a very innocuous, charming, adorable little show. They they did they recently dropped their third season. Oddly, like you can binge all eight on demand. Uh, it's from USA Channel, or you can I guess watch the last. Uh, they they put like two on at a time. They're half hour each. But it's just so charming. It's really charming, and I hate that that it's just like inherently like sweet and nice and very charming. It uh, stars Lennon Parham, uh, and if you like if you've seen these ladies, you'd know who they were. And then Jessica St. Clair, they're real, best friends in real life, best friends mm. in the show. And it's just such a cute little show. Key. And the reason why I thought about it is because uh, Keegan Peel, Keegan Michael Key is on there. So. Yeah, it's, mm. it's just a cute show. It's really cute. The old, the old words, girlfriends, totes yeah. cute. Also, it's just really adorable. So, playing house, big ups. Okay. All right. Can I go? My turn? My turn? My turn? Oh, I, I thought you okay. Uh, I will be very fast. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay. One, I just want to make a shot. I spent a little time not watching, but listening to the first couple albums of Chance before Chance did Coloring Book. He's really super talented. That dude is super talented. Yes, yes, yes. It's really, even a social experiment. It's really cool. I mean, there's a lot of like young, like he's, not, he's sort of annoying. He's got some stuff that's sort of sloppy, but it's like you can tell when he got to a coloring book, it was like he had honed it to like this perfect moment. But there's such cool stuff going on in all his mixtapes. All of them. All of them. Great. Uh, 10 day, obviously, very sophomoric and. And simple, but stuff like uh, what's the name of that song? Brain something, something. <laughs> something about, anyway, he's got and a couple I mean, of little gems. 
that that he that he reps the shy, right? I mean, okay, he reps the shy probably harder than anyone out there right now. He, he does it also. He keeps, yeah, he's he does he that. He gave a million dollars to to Chicago public schools. I mean, he seems, but man. he also seems like he just seems like bright, like bright and talented, and he seems like he knows he's creating cool ass stuff. I saw him wild it out last week. <laughs> Have you ever seen him without a hat? <laughs> a hat that's too small for his head. There's a reason you never see him without a hat. The song I forgot was called Brain Cells, which is great, off the first album. Oh, 10 uh, Days. And then, yeah, and then Acid Rap, front to back, pretty much great. And then Coloring Yeah, it's Book, good. It's good. Sure. I mean, Coloring Book is clearly, like, the best because it just all fit together. Did you, have you, did you hear the social experiment, the, yeah, the one album yeah. you put out? That's also that, very he's good. Got a, uh, there's a video for Sunday <laughs> Candy, Candy, I think, which is interesting, very sort of. High school musically kind of yeah, thing. but I don't think that was their official video. I think that was them. Some anyway, anyway. So I've been doing that. Two, uh, I binge watched, and I hate myself for it. But I binge watched <laughs> because I'm so fucking tired. Um, House of Pain. Nope. House of Cards. All five seasons. No, no. Whatever the most recent season was. Oh yeah, yeah. Season. yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. Are you up to date on that, KG? I am not. I watched the first season. Maybe into the second one, and then I tapped out. I was like, "This is, I get it." Okay, that's fine. Go ahead and speak with you know, speak with the yeah, spoil all the way, spoil the yeah, way. I'm not gonna spoil. It. I just I, it was it was, spoil, it was I mean, this, look, this is what I felt like. I felt like last season was sloppy, and I felt like this season was them trying to put together last season, trying to like salvage it, <laughs> put it back in order, and they like took a funky train and managed to duct tape it back on the tracks, and that's, I just felt like. Fair. I think the, maybe the third season might have been one of the best or whatever, but last season was was kind of weird. This season is better. Like I like I, better, I'm, but they had I'm to, ready they had to... for what's next. Though. I'm so ready for. Well, but this is the part that I don't understand, and this is the part that I thought was. And again, Kevin, this this is going to spoil it. So are you okay with that? Go ahead. I'm never going to watch the show. At some point, when he becomes president, <laughs> no. At some point, he's president. You know, there's nowhere else to go. So I know they sat around in a room where it was like, "What's next? What's next? What's next?" And that's what they did. They gave her president, and he's going to step up to the next level. But the truth is, whatever they come up with is still not going to be as good as the president. <laughs> so basically, they've, they've reached their ceiling, right? It's like if, if Julia Louise Dreyfus's uh, Veep actually became president like for good, like then the show's over. <laughs> I, well, I, right. I think you can get away with a, a year of that. But they're like, like this was, it was weird to me that they spent all this time on the election, and then they turned around. And then he was like, I am going to step out of the way because I can. And you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. It just, that was, I didn't dislike it. Again, I feel like this was, he's, they were cleaning up last year. So she's the president now? Yes. And I'm, I mean, like, sweet. it's on a temporary basis, kind of, but I, I'm looking forward to seeing what she does. Sweet. She's uh, not, temporary sweet. these are not nice people. <laughs> they and kill then, people. Yeah, and then you get, and then you get confused. This is one of those moments because it's like a little Walter Whiteish. You get confused whether or not you want them to succeed. Half the time, you're like, ah, I'm not sure what's supposed to happen. Do I? How do I feel? I'm not that, sure that's House of Cards and politics in a nutshell. I mean, like seriously. <laughs> I guess. Mm, well. I, I, I still I, think I, Doug, Doug continues to be the best character. Doug okay, Stanton. Oh, yeah, he's the MVP. And the last thing I watched, which was, I saw. I actually we had randomly had a day off, so my wife and I went to the movies, and I saw Wonder Woman. Yeah. What did you think of that? It was excellent. Oh, that was a fucking the e word. What? That was, a, that was a, just that was just sort of fantastic. I was 
so shocked how wonderful that movie was. And it like three fourths. It was like one scene. And I don't. I don't. I keep falling. It's the one scene where she's like talking to him, and they're outside, and they just like defeated the people in this tiny village. Yeah. And they have this they like that sweet picture. scene. Yeah. But it wasn't cheeseball. It was totally taken seriously. And I remember thinking in this moment, being like, "Oh shit, this is a real movie." It was really, really good. Like it was, it was funny and charming and funny, and the the the, the fight scenes were cool. And she wasn't cheesy or over the top, and she's super hot. Oh god, so, yeah, you know, make perfection. Yes, I love. But it. I thought that was a great movie. Like I was shocked how good that was. But let me ask you this, and Kevin, have you seen this? I have not seen it, but but go right ahead. Yeah. Oh, so oops. so my whole thing is so, and we debated this or kind of talked about this or whatever on the podcast. Maybe not this podcast, but like on the recaps, whatever. So her whole thing about how love is like the thing worth fighting for, whatever. My only quibble, and I thought the movie was was generally excellent too. I saw it twice in like three days, and I really enjoyed it. My thing is that she could have just been like really good friends with Chris, you know, Chris Pine, and I would have bought that more than this kind of shoehorned in love story. Which I mean, that is the only thing I kind of felt a little bit out of place. Sure. Like, I understand why they did. Like you see how the sausage is made. I just didn't think they. I don't, I don't think they needed it. Quite honestly, I don't think they needed it. And people, well, that's part of their origin. Look, they once they got past her origin. What the, her origin is so there's like fifty five versions of it. It's so <laughs> convoluted. It's so confusing. And they were just like spit something out super quick. You're like, ah, all right, cool. Like the fact that they got through that part, the rest of it was whatever. He is part of her origin story. Oh, really? Steve, Steve Trevor? Trevor that, is that his name? Steve Trevor in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. And like, two first names. <laughs> they had to they sort of had to do that. Like I didn't mind. I thought, you know, I thought it was, I thought their flirting was very actually very sweet and sort of charming. And it wasn't over the top to me. I didn't feel like it. I mean, I guess at the end, so her sort of like, I am not war kind of thing. Yeah, but. yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Otherwise, I mean, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was great. I think I gave it four reels, whatever. I just thought they didn't need, you know, the love story. But if that's part of an origin story, it is what it is. I will they say this. Need, they didn't need, they didn't need the, 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 my biggest thing was what I thought before I went in. I still don't, anyway, I don't know why it had to be a period piece. That's still silly to me. <laughs> It's still so silly to say that. I actually don't mind it because we don't see enough period pieces about World War One. We just don't. Really? I feel like we do. And why do you have, like? Why can't you put her in regular time? Well, they started her out there, but we had to see why she's like immortal or whatever. She's descended from Zeus, from this crazy mystical isle. Yeah, blah, blah blah. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. They did a good job. I just I, that was that was like a layer that you could have gotten without. And real quick, uh, or, as far as origin stories go with Spider-Man Homecoming, I really like what they did with this one because they basically had no origin story. They just dropped it right in the middle of it. Boom. <laughs> From like Avengers. Or what was, it, what was the one where they had that fight in Berlin? Maybe it was Captain Civil America. War. Civil War, yeah. They, they basically drop you right into that. Boom. Like, that's it. Some backstory which sets up the villain, which is actually really cool and believable. Mm -hmm. Other than that, yeah, we're good. <laughs> so I, I appreciated that. I appreciate that. Okay, so you know, like, yeah, I'll just bit by a spider. It is what it is. I'm like, oh, okay, pretty cool. Um, all right, so and of course, right when I need it, I can't find my soundboard. So yay, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna <laughs> clap for ourselves. Yeah, go G nice. Go G nice. Good job, G nice. Yes, yeah, go G nice. All right, so this week's episode is about top three. Marvel movies. And the reason why we're doing Marvel movies oh, really? is because <laughs> I really enjoyed like Spider-Man coming. It was just that damn good. So, basically, you guys know how the game is played. Name a Marvel Studios slash Marvel Comics-based movie. So this includes the X-Men. 
doesn't have to be, you know, current Marvel Cinematic Universe, or whatever. Are there even enough to have this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, over there's the, I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton. Yeah. Yeah, there's I mean, yeah, there's like but there's a ton of bad that. ones. I mean, if you pick Fantastic Four, I might have to excommunicate you from the pod. I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, there there are a lot of excellent movies. movies. That was excellent. It's just misunderstood. <laughs> yes, all versions. That was that was awful. Uh, so basically, each one of us will pick a Marvel movie. Once you make that pick, it is out of play. We alternate picks. Um, and yeah, I said we we're gonna flip for first, but since G Nice is late, you have to wait. Go ahead, KG. You That's get fine. First. Hello. Uh, I, I'm going to go with my number one. My first pick will be Iron Man. The original oh, Iron right. Man with yeah. oh, uh, God. Robert Downey Jr. That's probably the best pick to make. Yeah, that's and, uh, uh, what's John Favreau directed. Fun. Had a little bit of a darker uh, side to it. This was when around the time when The Dark Knight was coming out and sort of superhero movies were being rebranded as these more grounded things as opposed to like the old Batmans and these sort of farcical things that we'd seen before. Very realistic, set the tone. Also the, the humor in it, I think, helped set the tone for the whole new trend of uh, superhero movies and this was a, this was the original. This was the one that set off the whole like expanded comic universe thing. It was, it was Iron Man, which is yeah. Which, which you can think might be a risky you know, bet. To, okay, we're going to kick off this whole like master plan off this yep. somewhat obscure comic that never really right. got the love like Superman or Batman, but it really worked. And Robert Downey Jr., that's why he gets paid like 50 mils to show up in the Avengers and shit because right. he earned that shit. He built this shit. He did. He absolutely did. Wow. This, this is – I'm surprised you picked this, Kevin, because it's, it's the correct answer. This uh, <laughs> thank you. This this is actually the the perfect superhero movie. I think you guys heard me say this before, but yeah. it's absolutely the perfect. It's not that it's like fun. There's a bunch of explosion. He gets the girl. He gets to say cool lines, and it's like an hour and forty minutes. It's the perfect <laughs> popcorn movie. There's not that much plot. This mm -hmm. movie was excellent, and it wasn't that much of a risk because Iron Man's like a B character. He was. Now they've sort of pushed him up, but he wasn't the big three. And mm -hmm. now, they, you know, it was like you could take a risk because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't this huge, huge thing. And well, yeah, but I was saying, like, like it's a bit of a risk if you have this big master plan like Kevin Feige, the executive producer over at uh, <clears throat> Marvel Studios, had. If it flopped, you were kind of fucked for, like, your next five yeah. movies. But it was kind of like, so it kinda like uh, Warner Brothers is with this Dark Universe thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes, they might be fucked. <laughs> Uh, okay, so good. Good answer. So I'll go next since <laughs> Nice has to wait. And my pick will be Iron Man 3. Because, three. Yes, my Iron Man 3 was outstanding. Because first of all, I, so it involved a lot of things. All right. This, this mm -hmm. is why this is also the correct pick at it's at number two, whatever, because not only is it, you know, the, the guy who built this ship, blah, blah, whatever. Iron Man 2 was weird. You had the whole, you know, uh, re recasting of Rhodey and stuff and, and mm -hmm. Iron Horse or Machine or whatever the hell they call himself. That was all kind of weird. This one had Shane Black <clears throat> directing it. You could tell it had more of a, uh, of a joie de vivre. They're trying something different. They made, they, they finally started seeing consequences for why, you know, for, for the actions sure. of what he does. I mean, people, like, you know, so, you know, allegedly, you know, he pissed off some terrorists, terrorists blows up his house, he's having panic attacks. I mean, what's, mm -hmm. I mean, when was the last time we saw a superhero that vulnerable, like, 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 legit, like, he can't perform and function 
can I get to, damn, I can't get to any, like, real, like, uh, shot shots. But anyways, he can't, like, really function because he's having these panic attacks, and it's it's interfering with his work. So whereas I thought they kind of, they didn't, like, go off the rails Iron Man 2. It was just a little too extra. This felt like, well, the, the tech in this is extra because he's got, like, now all these extra iron bots or whatever that help mm -hmm. with this shit. It's really cool. It's a really yeah. cool idea. And, and now that we're in the age of, like, AI and automation stuff, you could kind of conceivably think that Elon Musk might be, you know, working on some shit. You, know? you never know. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I just really bought it. I enjoyed it. Uh, a super vulnerable superhero is exactly what this franchise drink needed. Yay! Yeah, I thought this was okay. This is Shiny. the one. I, no, I'm serious. <laughs> Iron Man one was like perfect, and this one was louder and bigger, and it was not as good. It's too bad. I, I bet you don't remember Iron Man three correctly, do you? You're saying that to be misanthropic. This is the one with the little kid, right? Where he's yes. This was yeah, Ben Kingsley with the stage performance as a villain and stuff. That was great. That was and awesome. What's your face? Uh, oh yeah, there was he was the fake uh, sort of Bin Ladenish character. Yes, and then, and then Pepper gets in the game. Like she gets into yeah, a Pepper. Stuff she gets, yeah, yeah. Right, that's, this is a yeah. quality movie, guys. It's a good movie. It's a fine movie. Yeah, it it's a fine movie. It's still the wrong answer, but it's a fine movie. <laughs> it's a fine movie. It's look. You're making a distinction. I will watch like, Iron Man one multiple times. I don't need to see Iron Man three ever again. I didn't okay. dislike it. I didn't dislike it. It just, you know, it is what it is. All right, quit stalling. What's your what's your first pick? <laughs> um, all right, since we're going front to back, I really, really enjoyed um, the not the second one, the not the first one, the Incredible Hulk. Oh, so is this the, the banner one this? or the second one? The, not the, the Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yeah, I like that one. Yes. Hulk. Yeah. They, 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 it's sort of a cheat because. That's because a great pick. Like, no, that's 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 a great. Thank you. Of course it is. But here's the, here's the thing. They they don't make that face, Kevin. They um <laughs> they basically they were like, we made a mistake. We're gonna steer clear of all that. And what was great about this is they kept it so simple. He loses his anger. Guys trying to keep from getting upset. And then there's a little bits of story that I don't really remember nor care. And then he had some cool action sequences. <laughs> and it was good. Like, that is exactly what the Hulk should be. You don't have to tie it down with anything. There was the scene where he got to follow the show he loved. He had a soft side, and the girl loved him, and he protected her. It was very simple. It was very clean. Start off in, like, perfect. Brazil and the favelas or something? Yeah, it moves, it moves, it moves. There's a bunch of explosions, and it moves. Like, it was – That's a, again, it was – these are what superhero movies should be. We don't have to overthink it. We don't have to like, oh, I mean, do you really care about their love interests? Not so nah, much. Not really. Right. So you just, and here it is. And he turns green and throws stuff and gets angry. And this, <laughs> this, this, um, this, the facial stuff in this one compared to the first one was much more realistic. It was still crazy. It still looked like a computer, obviously. But, and I don't even love Ed Norton, but I thought he did a good job in this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, and so, and so there, there's a, re so you know why Ed Norton never starred in The Incredible Hulk again, right? Why is that? He's difficult. He's just difficult. He, he's difficult, and rumor has it, like on most of his films, he took over the editing bay and got had like recut and did all sorts of you know Ed Norton type shit. So otherwise, I mean, because you know, I guess Marvel had an idea what it wanted to be. He had, I guess, more artistic idea what it 
or what he wanted to be. They fought or clashed with her. Like, it got, got to the point, like, he wouldn't, I mean, I don't think he didn't promote the movie, but, like, he didn't promote it as much or something. Like, there was some bad blood there. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of why they had to, like, because this was supposed to be, like, once again, start of a franchise. They tried it in, in drink. They tried it in 2003 with Eric, Eric Bana's one, which was a hot mess, even though it was directed by Ang Lee. And then they waited five years, and here comes this one. <clears throat> and it's got all the requisite elements. And it just, and it did okay at the box office. It wasn't terrible, but they just didn't want to work with Ed Norton again. So American History X is the worst thing that happened to him as far as uh, <laughs> his ego. And uh, no, because that's right. where he started to, he, they had a problem with the director, I believe, and he ended up taking over yeah, the editing. Yeah, he does. And the movie turned out to be, it was entertaining. I enjoy the movie. It's good. But I think it sort of blew up his ego, and, and now he I, I didn't realize that he was going into the edits on all these other movies now. That's like his M.O., I guess. <clears throat> so, yeah, so, so good pick, G-Nice, you know, respect, whatever. Yay. <laughs> it's so begrudging. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, what do you got? What do you got, KG? I, I, again, this... Uh, Wait, isn't this, isn't this, isn't this, Ed, isn't it your turn? No, no, we're not doing snake. We're doing, no. you know, just regular back to the top, man. Yeah, you said you just went last because you're late. Yeah, uh, no, I know, but I thought you went first. Okay, my bad, my bad. I'm going to go. With... I'm going to guess what you're going to go. Can I guess? No, I'm going to go with the Avengers. Damn it! Okay. Damn. <laughs> okay, all right. Good again, again, you know, same, same, same kind of thing as far as uh, going with the first Iron Man. First time you've got all these guys together, you sort of set them up in their separate universes. It could have been potentially hard to juggle all of them, but I believe Josh Whedon uh, wrote and directed this. Did a great job of sort of keeping the ball bouncing between them. It was very. It could have been heavy. It was very fun, very funny. Uh, you had what's his face as the Hulk this time. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, what's Mark Ruffalo? There we go. Ruffalo. Oh, it's. Uh, Black Widow, yes. Even though Black Widow and Hawkeye, I still feel are kind of real in a realistic world are kind of useless when you've got these other powers. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it's, fine. <laughs> it's fine. But is that coming up with Kerosy, G-Nice? He's right. I mean, it's true. They, there's, <laughs> there's really no place for them. If goblins are coming down, the arrow's not going to hurt them. Right. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was fun because this was the first time we really saw like Hulk versus Thor and like Captain America versus Iron Man, all these like sort of interpersonal dynamics and the physical fights between these characters uh, on screen. It was just great fun and, and perfectly executed. Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I thought that movie was incredibly hyped up. And when I saw it, I thought it was good. You wanted more Hawkeye. No, I, I thought it was a little. <laughs> I wanted more. You would, you would want more Hawkeye. Those arrows need to be better. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I don't know. Nah, I, I can cry. I really enjoyed it. It's it's great. It's this type of movie. I mean, Bill Simmons is famous for saying this. Like, oh, it's a movie where you know, if it's twenty minutes in, you just got stumble on it. You're kind of stuck there for the next two hours. Like, I. I really enjoy this movie. I do watch it periodically. It's 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 really good shit. Um, I'm going to. I would I would like to make a honorable mention in advance for for uh, freaking uh, uh, Black Panther. I just yes. have a feeling it's going to be great. Absolutely. I feel like <laughs> but, Black, I was almost gonna 
say Black Panther as one of my three because it that that's going to just be just off the trailer, off the trailer alone. It's just fire, off the right? trailer. It's better than half of these Marvel. Movies. I mean, uh, but yeah. no, I'm not gonna do that. I can waste my pick on that. Um, actually, and, and this this is sad because the, the, we're, we seem to be hewing to the. Well, actually, no. I guess Incredible Hulk was outside the current Marvel. That is correct. Yeah, but you were what you were about to say is correct. Is what you guys are doing. But, but, oh man, I mean, there, there's some really good ones in this current universe, though. I'm going to say, uh, uh, God, it's like killing your babies. Uh, I, I really, enjoy, I, I mean, am I wrong for really enjoying Captain America Civil War? No. no I mean, I that's, that's an excellent movie. I mean, it's, for me, it's between that and even Winter Soldier, I thought I had a really crazy good vibe that was not expected because the first Captain America was like Greg's favorite, a period piece, and I'm like, okay, origin story, got that out the way, whatever. I can't say I was incredibly hyped for Winter Soldier. Then I saw Winter Soldier, I'm like, this is badass. I think I saw it twice in the theater. You know, Civil War, I might have seen three times in the theater. I really enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It's fun. It brings all. It brings them all together. There's like mm. real legit beef that fractures the team. I mean, we get to see Black Panther. Fuck. I yes. mean, that was. I mean, damn, damn, and his and his Kingsguard or whatever. Shit, that was lit. I mean, it's, it's it gives you everything you want in a Marvel movie generally, and it with with a bit of story and, and it incorporates all the new newbies. You and Ant Man had a little bit of a role and stuff. We, we get our tease of Spider Man, which actually plays into the new Spider Man Homecoming movie. It's just it's just badass. I really enjoy yeah. Captain America Civil War. The no, thing, I, no, the, I make no apologies for it. No apologies. The great thing about Civil War is that it's not really a Captain America movie. It's a it's an Avengers movie. Exactly. And and like a get, yeah, you get plenty of everybody. It's not just like it's not even just like a cameo by um, Black Panther. Like he has like a legitimate, a legitimate space in there. And you like kind of, again, did a great job of balancing all of these different characters. The Spider-Man intro was great. Like his, you know, that, like you said, it, it did a great job of setting him up. Not that Spider-Man movies don't always make hundreds of millions of dollars, but like it did a great job. I, I, it was on my list definitely as one of their top tier movies you know what i was i was gonna force myself to watch some like netflix series medici starring like the guy who played rob stark but you know what fuck it i'm watch this tonight i don't watch <laughs> me some captain america civil war i'm i mean i'm oh man i missed this this is good this is good stuff all right i'm done i'm done okay so civil war civil war so here's the thing civil war is based on a really 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 good book and okay. the guy this is wesden right he does this too who? This is also Joss Wesson. We oh, Joss. Oh, Joss we we no, this is uh, no. this is the uh, the Russo, Russo Stephanie yeah. and somebody Russo. Joe so they, and Andy they, Russo. They are pretty faithful, not to the story. It's to the con. They're faithful to the concept. The details are different, but mm -hmm. they um. So way back when, a very long time ago, this would have been like, this would have been like a fanboy's wet dream. Never in a million years. Same thing with the Justice League coming out. Never in a million years did I actually expect to see these huge icons put into a movie, like real money, and people are going to see these movies. And that's what, that's yeah. what um, Civil War was, because they, they did it nicely. It was very smart, really well set up. Everything was like grounded. It wasn't over the top. It was like good inner beefs. They wouldn't, their fights between them didn't feel manufactured. It didn't feel like it was just right. you have to make them fight each other. I mean, this is literally a fanboy's wet dream. This is the moment where you're like, why would Captain America fight Iron Man? Let's have that movie. 
and it's here and they did a really good job with it this was like not a disappointing movie that's what's really cool about it yeah and it and made 1.15 billion dollars worldwide i mean it that was good delivered. <laughs> it delivered on it billion off off a quarter billion dollar movie budget and actually not not the callback to what we did earlier today but i did a podcast earlier today all right i guess you guys will hear this tomorrow but <clears throat> a podcast yesterday or earlier tuesday where i discussed like the, the economics behind uh the movie industry as far as like what makes movie profitable and so we kind of figured out that it that for a production budget of a movie, it takes 2.7 times the production budget of a movie in order for it to recoup all of its expenses. So on 250 million, it would have taken $695 million for it to make a profit. Obviously, it you know did more than that, made a goddamn almost like 700,000 in profit, whatever, 700 million, sorry, in profit. But generally, it you know the higher the budget, the higher the risk is to get your money back. So, you know, didn't, so it's just a testament to not only how good that movie was, but how much, like you said, the fanboys were really waiting to see all that in one movie because they came out and they came out worldwide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and I think the great thing, um, Downey Jr. So charismatic, like anything that he's in as Iron Man, I think it, it crosses over beyond the fanboys now. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, regular movie fans are, are hyped about these things. People that have never picked up a comic book in their life are still excited to see the whole Marvel <laughs> universe expanded. And they pretty much have not, I don't want to say they, I mean, they pretty much haven't disappointed uh, since they've come out with this Iron Man, uh, the first one. Oh, that's not true. Well, I mean, I, mean, I, did, I wasn't a huge fan of like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but they're off in their own little thing. They haven't really kind of right. come to the main yet. So, but yeah, but but people, people are super like the the Galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy fans are super excited about that stuff. Yes, they like are, they, <laughs> and it's making a grip of cash. Okay, my turn. So, listen, because you, yeah. you already you, you you talked on it a little bit. The I'm not going to do this one because you just you basically spoiled it by saying it yourself. But I thought. The Winter Soldier was also very fucking good. And yes. that is also based on a really good book. And the original Captain America was kind of boring. And you kind of, <laughs> I also, it's I look, it's hard to sell him in that costume. It's just somewhere along the way. The, the, American, the Captain America costume itself, especially in that oh, first okay, the costume, okay, yeah. It's hard, at, like, somewhere along the way when they started realizing they were going to make movies, they sort of changed this costume to make it look like a, a World War II, a World War II um, foot soldier kind of look. Oh, but okay. it's a hard sell to walk around with. It just looks cheeseball. <laughs> look how much cooler Winter Soldier looks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's a really hard sell. And in the first one, it was just like cheeseball central. It was just like whatever. But they took a really good storyline and they made Winter Soldier 2. Kind of awesome. I would actually debate that this might be better than three, but they're both no, really no, good. No, and honestly, that that's a fair debate. Like I'm, I was torn. Like I, it, there's, I mean, I wouldn't hate on you for a change uh, if you thought Winter Soldier no. Civil War because to me it's like one a and one A. It's like you know splitting frog hairs to me. They're they're both really really good. And Winter Soldiers kind of gave that whole paranoid vibe. You know, the, oh, can't mm -hmm. trust anyone, can't trust government. Can you even trust, you know, Nick Cage? I don't know. Or, or 
yeah, is it? Yeah, it's the name, the cage, right? Um, you know, I, yeah, I, he is actually one of the weakest links of the whole franchise. Well, now, because I, mean, I mean, he look, Sam did his job. Like when this thing had no profile, when there was no universe, he came in at the end of the credits, came in looking cool, all his Samness. It's like I'm setting shit up for Dude, you. He just looked Not like a Shaq. With well, like a chef in my patch. Well, <laughs> well, it's and he his his high water mark came in like the first Avengers, and after that we're kind of like okay, we're we're kind of good. I mean, Sam, mm -hmm. you're right. Now Sam is like the weakest link, but he doesn't need, he doesn't need to carry the heavy lifting anymore. They've got like Downey and everyone else to do it now. And now Spider Man, goddamn it, Spider Man is oh yeah, I, ooh man, so excited, love Spider Man. Um, I was in traffic the other day, and a dude on a motorcycle whizzed by. And he had his his backpack was like the Captain America shield. <laughs> it was, was awesome. kind of cool. Yeah. I'd actually looked purchasing that backpack. Okay, so um, <laughs> they, they, I am not joking at all. I so my, my, choice, my choice is actually uh, the original Thor. What, uh, are, you, are you just jumping ahead to your third choice? No, no, he's no, second. no he, he's second. He he gave the Winter Soldier as an honorable mention, kind of. Because he had already talked about it, essentially. On your number two pick, you give it okay. Go ahead. I'm saying I'll make it very quick. I thought Thor is not my favorite character, but I thought Thor was one of the first times. This is I I think I've said this to you guys before. One of my issues with with superhero movies is you they are perfect on the page because you're penciling them, so they're proportionately like the strongest looking people in the world. They're like physically they look badass and cool, and it's really hard to translate that. To a real person, because nobody's body is like that. No one looks like <laughs> that person. Those are like not real people. So, like, why the Incredible Hulk? They couldn't do Incredible Hulk for a really long times. They have technology. Well, yeah, Lou Ferrigno. But go yeah, ahead. yeah, Lou Ferrigno. He was like five <laughs> eleven. So he, um, but Thor is strange because Thor actually looks the part. He looks like the character in the book. It doesn't look that different. He walks around. He sounds annoying, and he's got the accent and. <laughs> fantastical world and the story was good and it was like i think they tried to like base it off of macbeth and it was like mm -hmm. smart the love interest was whatever but you know i thought there's like a simple again they they were really marvel is so much better at dc than dc at this of making yeah. these very simple clean stories where they have to do one strong thing to show their hero they kiss the girl they save the universe and everybody cheers aside from the batman movies which were awesome yeah but those <clears> are well, different yeah. again those are not but those are not those are not popcorn movies. Those are like straight up films. Same thing with Wonder Woman. That is not popcorn. It was like right. a film. Yeah, yeah like I think, weird I think moment, nice is talking about like, like the current incarnation of like them trying to have their own expanded universe and stuff. I think that's what yeah. he's talking about. Right. Yeah, that's not, yeah. Go ahead. All right. What, okay, what, so, did you guys just agree with me? What just happened? Yeah, Thor, no. Thor's straight. I mean, I would have picked something different. Well, we kind of covered it. But I would have picked something different, but Thor's straight. I, mean, I like Thor part, in part because he's not my favorite. And it was still a really good movie. <laughs> okay. I thought they did a really good job with that movie. I personally would have gone like Deadpool or Guardians of the Galaxy. That's just me. All right, go ahead. Through some. Okay. You're burning through too many. You're just saying it. So it's like, okay. I didn't claim them. They're still up for grabs if you want it. <laughs> you just burned them. But okay. Don't you keep All right, KG, out? go ahead. What you got? You're last. Yeah. Third and last. I'm salty Everyone because you burned through my third. I one. did not. Go ahead and claim it. Everyone's going to say Deadpool. Which was Deadpool, yeah. Because God, let's, let's, me, let's talk Deadpool, damn it. it was, uh, the great thing about Deadpool for me it was... Guy went to school and produced it. You know, I'm very proud of his, his work. Go ahead, Deadpool. But, but it was a comedy. And, it, you know, you, you, we've seen from the heaviness of the Dark Knight films all the way through the, the new Marvel Universe, which was edgy, grounded, realistic, but funny, but still serious. 
Look at that. Look at that. All the way left with this one. <laughs> I didn't I think my ex expectations were not huge going into it, which always helps. But uh you got TJ Miller, who's hilarious on uh, Silicon Valley, and just irreverent R-rated comedy. They totally went for it and it paid off. And not only that, not only did they go for it, but because it had so much success as R-rated comedy, I think like the highest grossing R-rated comedy of all time, you know, not just for inflation, they, they kind of spawned like, all, I mean, not superhero R-rated comedies, although they're, they are working on Deadpool too. It spawned like this excess glut of like R-rated comedies which are now bombing at the box office, like The House, like um, uh, Rough Night. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what, how Girls Trip does because that, that's not like the same vein and neither is Rough Night really, but it mm. almost seemed like it gave Hollywood permission to go for to really go for a hard R rated comedy, and they're not all Deadpool. I don't know. And they released this shit like February, which is you know a bit of a dumping ground cinematically, whatever. And it just crushed, crushed. Mm -hmm. Deadpool was fantastic. Deadpool was really, really good. And his character is that way. He, you know, it's funny about this is this is what people are being introduced to Deadpool is, but this was not was not what he started off. He started off as just like a straight assassin. I love, I love how we have the comic book maester in our presence. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. 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 To break down the yeah, Let me teach Preach. you. He, <laughs> start up is like a, like he was created by one of the most hated people in comics, and he was created as this sort of badass assassin who had a ton of guns and pouches. His big thing was he had a bunch of pouches. <laughs> pouches. <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. And somewhere along the way, after they fired the guy, there's this developed thing where they have. He's become this funny guy. There's a, in the comic, he's sort of schizophrenic. He has like multiple voices in his head. So in the comic, when he talks, he's talking to like six different voices and they all talk back to him. And it sort of became this whole funny thing where it's sort of tongue in cheek. And he breaks the fourth wall a lot and he fucks around. And they didn't give him that in this movie. But this is what, this is what the world knows him as. Is this guy who talks a bunch of shit and he's sort of good, sort of bad. It's kind of, it, that, this movie was incredibly satisfying. And Ryan Reynolds was perfect for it. Yes, yes. <clears throat> I agree he would have been perfect way back when he was apparently cast for Flash, and oh. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon was wrote and directed it, uh -huh. and it would have been glorious. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I heard. I mean, is it true? And you might know better about this. W, uh, WBW uh, didn't like Ryan Reynolds do some sort of like test footage or something for Deadpool, like to really help get it made or something. Is that? Well, I had heard that it was that it had been a pet project of his for a long time, and he. I don't know if it was him investing his money to do this test screen or what it was, but I know that it had been a pet project for his for a while, and there was the controversy because he had played Green Lantern yeah, in, the, in the DC universe. That was like, <laughs> and this actor portrayed two heroes in two different universes and blah, blah, blah. blah, awesome. blah. No, no, no. Can this one actor portray, get another shot at being a hero after so butchering uh, another hero? Although it's, he was in Blade. He was in Blade before all that. He was in Blade. Nobody remembers Blade. No one counts Blade as like real Marvel. He was a hero in Blade. I'm just saying. I'm surprised you didn't pull that one out, G Nice. <laughs> because it wasn't that good. <laughs> that hasn't stopped you before. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. All right. So my, my third and last one, I mean, y'all you you, already know it's going to be. And I saved it for last because I knew no one picked it. No one's seen it yet. It is Spider-Man. And I'm gonna, you know, clear up the lane, Dan. I'm, I'm gonna wax on. I feel about like I feel like this whole podcast was set up for this moment. 
<laughs> and, and it's nice of you to step in and ruin it. <laughs> no, but, but well, this thing is it, it is a joy. A thing of beauty is a joy forever. But no, but seriously, really, mm -hmm. it's it's fun. It's young. It's current. Like this dude, I mean, he's a 15-year-old kid from Queens. He's texting all the time. He's going to bodegas. Their 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 high school looks like a, a magnet school in in uh, you know in Queens. You know, a lot of Asians, you know, some black folk. I mean, you know, he he's the minority for crying out loud. His best friend's Native American. I mean, it's just. I mean, and I'm not even so sure that these are like That's cynical choices. I mean, I'm not even saying they, they did it cynically. I think they did it more accurately. You're not going to have a bunch of white people running around in Queens. You're, I mean, at least not not all sexually. I mean, Peter Parker is a working class hero, and he's very much about like being the man on the ground, being your neighborhood friendly Spider-Man. They say that line like two times in the movie. I, I like I got the first time, uh, but no, it's just really it's really adorable. And there's so many like cool you know analogies to like you know puberty and growing up and. And, and dating, kissing the girl and stuff. And it's just, it's just really, really well done. I'm, I mean, I'd never really heard of Tom Holland before this. I know he'd done some stuff. He kind of had a familiar-ish face. But I was, and I was a little disappointed, like I said, that Donald Glover didn't get it, although I clearly see the direction they're going this time, and it totally worked. Their casting was perfect. He's great. whole thing's great. I really enjoy the hell out of it. I mean, yeah, look, look at this cast. Look at this cast. I mean, this is great. This is, this is like, and she's so funny. She. <laughs> it's just really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Very diverse cast. The Indian kid looks familiar. What was he in? Anyone... Oh, good question. I, I want to Jacob Badlin. I want to say I don't know where he's from, but he, he has he has that have that familiar looking face though. That's the, all... kid. That's the chubby kid. Well, actually, no. I, the true Don Quixote. He's only been like five things, three things. No one's really seen him. No, go up. I think this is the you clicked on the. Oh, 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 the oh, the Indian. Oh, sorry, the the East Indian kid. This guy. Sorry, I, was I thought he was American strong. Indian. No, he's been oh. in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Tony uh, Revol Re Revolvori or whatever. And, and so, and also, I was listening to the the Watch podcast earlier today, uh, and uh, they they talked about Spider Man Homecoming a little bit, and they talked about like how even like you know the the bullies in this in this movie are so realistic because like. So this guy kind of plays a bully. He's like, you know, a bit of a rich dipshit. But uh, I know, right? Exactly. You look like a bully, right? He plays a bit of a rich dipshit. But, you know, you've got class with him. He can't totally bully you all the time. Like, you know, you've got some right. common points of connection. You know, they're both on, like, with the, the academic decathlon team or whatever. So, yeah. What, and even the hot girls, like, she's hot, but she's nice. She's not like me, you know. It's just it just felt re like I mean, as much as like a superhero movie could be, it felt like a realistic-ish depiction of 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 high school intermixed in this like totally fantastical world where like there's like alien technology and like you know web slinging and shit like that. It felt like it, it felt like kind of like a Ferris Bueller-ish at times coming of age story, you know. I, I really enjoyed it. I truly enjoy. It. You're gonna love the hell out of it. It's great. It's great. I I trust you. Okay. Probably, All right. G nice. Bring us home. <laughs> okay. The last one is my pick is the Daredevil series. Oh, okay. On Netflix, on Netflix that's not a movie, but okay. Uh, it's awesome. It's, we're going. We're going. We're, 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 we're doing uh, it. fine. I enjoy it. Go explain. We, we, don't, we don't have any. We don't have any studio sponsors or anything yet, so I don't think anyone will care. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. Explain the Daredevil series. Go. It was good. It was exactly what you want. It was different from the movies in the sense that it was, it was ground dark. level, right? So it's like darker. It's smaller. It's what do they call it? Street level stuff. 
but it was like one of the they did a good job they developed these characters foggy was and all the characters are a little different the chemistry were, between him and uh froggy was great the chemistry with him and froggy is great is great and the karen page is still an interesting she's not like that at all in the comics so it was kind of interesting um but i didn't hate it and I thought Listen, he did a really good job. I thought, what's his name? Charlie, Charlie Cox. Cox. <clears throat> I mean, he his accent kind of slips here and there, but it's yeah, it sure does. But he, <laughs> but he like, it was good. And Wilson Fisk again, he's not Ooh. like that in the comic, but, but it was a cool a, he, take. He chewed up every scene. He was yeah, he, 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 he had to love it. I don't know why he chose. <laughs> a one steak sausage. <laughs> but he was very good. He was very very good. I thought. I, thought, I mean, that was exciting. Front to back, all twelve mm-hmm. were like solid. And Rosario Dawson has. And I was about to say, <laughs> it wouldn't be a tripod without a mention of. Can <laughs> <Rosario laughs> we put her? Hey, hey, Ed, can you put a picture of her in the background and we could just have her? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what I could do. She was. She first of all in this. She was perfect in this one because she was in there. She sprinkled in. She was a character. She's, she's, she's the connective tissue. She's the Sam Jackson of the Netflix. Yes, but now they're pushing it. Like they're pushing yeah. it in Iron Fist to the point where it's stupid. But <laughs> this was perfect because this was like this was this was exactly what you wanted to be. You're going into season two. Well, I'm just going with the pictures are going. But yes, I guess I'm going to season two. Yes. I mean, season two was also Electra was great. No, and Punisher was great. Yeah, Punisher he was. He's getting his own series. He was that great. Oh, yeah, and actually, quick, quick, oh, quick cultural cul-de-sac john bernthal if y'all didn't hear the, the podcast last week you probably didn't jay devlin got on and let loose on john bernthal for what <laughs> oh my god it's awesome so so i guess jay devlin's playing like a men's league in santa monica or something <clears throat> and he just dropped 40 on john bernthal for some reason john bernthal <laughs> playing this men's league and they're at the free throw line like two minutes left in the game whatever and john bernthal says some very unkindly things about his mother and <laughs> so ever since then he's like Fuck John Bernthal, because John Bernthal was on some call sheets this week, because he's in Baby Driver. And last mm-hmm. week, and so he's like, fuck bon John Bernthal, I don't want him to prosper, you know, fuck him, blah, blah, blah. you know, how wow. can you say about such a nice woman? So he's got beef with John Bernthal. <laughs> there you go. But I mean, what I mean, I was like, so I mean, but what do you think was going to happen? Like, you know, you're six, seven, and you can shoot up to like 30 feet. He's probably what, five, nine? Like, no, no, he's like six feet, six, one, you know, but still, still I, you know, Jay, Jay Devlin played professional basketball. He lit his ass up. And John Bernthal, I guess his little ego, his little actor ego couldn't take it. So that's my quick aside on John Bernthal. Yeah, I'm fairly certain John Bernthal slept fine that night. <laughs> yes. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, no, the Daredevil series though is great. I, I concur. Um, I, I think I like the second season better than most people. I thought it was fine. Um, yeah, I that the first season was good. It was great. Yeah. I mean, like they have to brag. So I do think some of these things they don't have enough material to pull twelve issues. Yeah. Because I feel like you could do seven or eight with this. Like they keep pushing the hand. I don't care about the hand. The hand are bad ninjas that come out of the woodworks. Okay, fine. Iron Fist should have been stopped at like ten tops, and and, and, and no, sir. And to be honest with you, though, I, I think that Netflix is learning from its mistakes. Like I'm not, sh- I can't say how many like episodes are gonna be in Defenders, whatever. But in, if they go for a second round of like all these, you know, like I, I guess they are going to second round Luke Cage, some other shows. But when they do a second round of these, I think they might cap them at ten because they see they can do good work in ten hour longs. You really can't. No, they're gonna do twelve. Like, they're definitely gonna do twelve for Daredevil. Uh, and I, I, they, I'm curious what they're gonna do for Jessica Jones. 
I mean, Daredevil was far and away. Oh, the God, they're doing 13. Yeah, they're doing 13 for Daredevil. Daredevil was Daredevil was far and away the best of them, best of all of them. Jessica yeah. Jones was okay. I wonder how they're going to do for Luke Cage. I mean, I, I could watch like a million of Luke Cage, but I mean, sure still, I don't know. What's that? I'm sure they'll do, they'll do 12. They probably will. What they don't need to do is a second season of Iron Fist, and they do do a second season yeah. of Iron Fist, and he's like six. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think unless they're just being obnoxious, they have to know that they need to address that. But the thing is, Marvel has so much power with them now because they're getting so much. You, would, you think they would have enough sway to say, if we want to do 12, we're going to do 12. Well, then they would, if they have that much power, they should also have brain cells that go, we got to make it better. <laughs> I didn't see it. Never will see it. Willingly, it is strangely bad. What is Iron Fist? Oh, Iron Fist. Oh, yeah, no, it's 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 bad. It's it's bad. Do you guys, do you guys think the Dark Tower? Are you guys interested in the Dark Tower? I'm a little interested. So I wasn't interested at all until I saw the second trailer, and the second trailer, which tells like the, what the story's fucking about. I'm now more interested. I'm very. I'm also interested. I, I might have forced myself to see it before seeing the second trailer because it's Idris. I'm curious to see how he does like a true, true lead on like something that's like fantasy like this. But I that second the the, the second. Um, let me get off the screen. The the second trailer really did sell it for me because now I know what the story's about because I didn't read something like that, and so now I know what it's about. I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. I want to see this. It, oh, they're awake. I thought that was my household, but I should, should, I, should I mute your mic, G Nice? Yes, I mute yourself, G Nice. Oh, for crying out loud! All right, hold on. Let me, let me find a way to mute. Literally, good lord! Woo! You're not helping out, none, G Nice. Right, here we go. There we go. We we muted his mic. Good lord! All right. So, literally, <laughs> literally for crying out loud. <laughs> Lily for crying out loud. All right, so let's clap it up for ourselves. For surviving G Nice's uh uh young children. Hey, what's up, Ferris? What's up, uh what's up, Webby? What's up, what's up Abercrombie? Wanna be your agent? Kids gonna make so <laughs> So adorable. All right, so yes, so those are our three. Um and basically, so the heart of well, that was the heart of the, the show, but the meat of the show. You saw the sizzle now, see the steak. What is Cinema Draft? It is the fancy sports version of the movies. Instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the North American box office will earn you points for your call sheet. Actors while competing against others for fun and prizes. You draft 10 actors, we're assigned a dollar value salary. You have a 100K budget to try and draft all 10 actors, no more, no less. Headliners are worth 40% more. There are two per film. Okay, there we go. So is he back? He's I don't. Back. I don't know if he's back or not. I'm just. Oh, okay, you're just saying. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. muted. He does muted. Can we turn him on? Are you back? No, he's still going. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you handle that, G. Nice. Um, and and Texas when you're back, when you're ready. All right. See. Oh, sorry. Actually, sorry. We're not. Didn't let me turn his. There we go. <laughs> I guess I forced his camera. My bad. Good thing he wasn't there. Uh, okay. <laughs> Technical gas galore. I'm sure the podcast listeners are loving this. Anyways, so for example, headliners' points are worth 40% more. So on Suicide Squad, if it earns 100 million in a weekend at one point per million per actor, Margot Robbie would get 100 points, while Will Smith would get 140. It is free to play with over $200 in prizes a week. 
plus a $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet. Beta testing is open and live. Games will start on Thursday at, 6, or at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And we're about to jump into the shot list, but, and I was hoping G-Nice would be here for this. Hopefully we'll get a chance to see this. Um, I wanted to debut, if I can actually. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if this will work. I hope this, this works. Um, uh, let's see if this works. I wanted to, I wanted to debut the, the, the video. We have an investor video uh, that we use to sh show off the prospects of Cinema Draft as a game and a business and how it fits into the movie industry. And I enjoyed I enjoyed making it. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys can hear it and see it. Uh, gosh, okay, I guess we'll try. I guess I'll turn the volume all the way up. Maybe it'll work. Um, so we're going to line it up. <clears throat> is that, oh, that's actually, hold on a second. Let me go to, so, so while I'm searching for this, Basically, or, uh, any actors or movies you're looking out for this weekend, KG? Uh, well, definitely, obviously, uh, Spider-Man will have some staying power, obviously, right. but, but there's also the big Planet of the Apes, I believe, uh, coming out this week, which should make some money, so it'll be interesting to see. I may, I may do a combo platter of the, the cheaper of both of those, depending on what the predictions are at the uh, box office, how close they are, whatever. Then there's that, what's that What's that? Wish Upon or something movie? Yeah, yeah, like that teen Which, horror movie with like uh, Ryan Phillippe and some stuff, yeah. And it's, uh, I forgot, it's, it's limited or platform, but it, it's it's in a lot of theaters, it seems like, for whatever, for its, it's in a small, it's not wide release, but it's in a lot of theaters. For yeah, that, that's my guess. Category. I'm guessing 1800, it might still go wide. I think it'd be a mistake if I was, actually I mentioned this in the group chat, they held the group chat. Oh, is G Nice is back? I think G Nice is back. Um, oh no, that's you. Okay, uh, I mentioned in the group chat that um, that uh, it if it's smart, it'll stay in that eighteen hundred screen lane. Not just for purposes of our game, although that'd be kind of cool, but because when these core films open and they do well, the first you know two three weekends, uh, first three weekends tops, but uh, mm -hmm. they tend to overextend themselves or too wide. I mean, and they're going against Behemoth of Spider-Man and all the other summer movies. I think they'd be smart if they're 1,800 or less. So we'll see what it shakes out. I guess we'll get mm -hmm. a better idea, I think, tomorrow. Also mentioned in the group chat uh, was that um, was that they get their theaters, the theater or the the movies get matched with the theaters like late Tuesday night. So we should have a better idea. If not on Box Office Mojo, just generally in the zeitgeist, we should start hearing about some theater counts, and I'll update them as I can in Z Game. All right, so, so I'm, I'm going to share. I'm going to see if we can try sharing. Let's see if we can unmute G-Nice, see, uh, see if he's back yet. Can I unmute him? Oh, there we go. Uh, I did hide. Oh, okay, I guess I got to go to the soundboard. And fix him. And fix you nice. Are you back? He's back. There you go. All right. I want, I want you to see this, G nice. This is this is our investor video. Are you there? I guess hello, he's. Hello. Wow. Yes. G nice. Oh man. All right. Anyways, well, he'll come in. I'm sure you'll say something snarky in the middle of it. Screw him. <laughs> We're gonna have some fun with this. <laughs> I'm gonna show the investor video. I will take no feedback. It is awesome. <laughs> no, 
with the cinema draft. Watch the collision of the multi-billion dollar fantasy sports market with the 11 billion dollar movie Free-to-play game. It gives out cash prizes equally to the winners. The movies now play, stay under budget, and track their movie box office performance. The better their movies do, the better you do. Test your box office knowledge against friends, family, and I'll be bragging guys alike. Play on a Thursday, win free money on a Monday. <laughs> the time to get in on the ground floor of this explosive gaming opportunity is now. Over the past decade, movie theater admissions are down 6%. Many forms of entertainment, like Netflix, distract audiences, keeping them at home. Only Cinema Draft can mobilize 210 million self-identified movie fans in an unprecedented way to engage with the movie industry. Do not miss out on this opportunity to invest in the future of entertainment, the future of fun, with a market of 14.8 million fancy sports club movie doors at disposal. Cinema Draft is the vehicle of engagement for the movie industry. Be an executive producer and join our community of investors today. Forget fantasy football bragging guy. Win year-round. With Cinema Draft, play the stars. Be your own star. <laughs> nice. I don't care what anyone nice. says. Let's unmute you nice and curious what they say. Did you, did you, uh, is he back? He's still not back, is he? Where did you get all the, the footage? Like, uh, the guy walking. Great job, by the way. <laughs> Kudos to Ruigi Bellaro, uh, the director I hired. Used to work with him over okay. my previous job. But yes, um, he. He came to me, so I had this idea of what we need to get done for for the investor video, <clears throat> and he came back with an idea like, well, maybe we can use this thing called 2.5D, and he sent me like YouTube link, and you know where they take a lot of those photos and just kind of like zoom, do you know, do camera tricks to make it feel like it's moving and stuff, <clears throat> and that was that was just smart. I, I loved it, and I just kind of came up with a script that I felt kind of worked and rolled with it. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks, sir. Yeah, so we'll be rolling in. Um, yeah, it was cool. I, I I was I was wondering how you got some of those shots in there, like the exterior theater shots, and then like the. Oh yeah, he, he filmed some stuff. Like some stuff, he okay. just filmed like you know, like anything that had like. Oh my god! Hello. Yeah, I'm back. Oh my god! Yes, you are back, and you just alienated all of our podcast listeners. <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Oh, you came back like thunder. It was crazy, yeah. and you missed you missed the debut of my uh, <clears throat> of my investor video uh, for Cinema Draft. We'll, we'll play it after the after the podcast's over. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, but yeah, and uh, as I was saying, so he, the whole two point five D thing I thought was pretty cool. So we went with that, and it's just you know, and, and hopefully the investors will come rolling in. We definitely need some help. Definitely need to get that seed round so we can build the site up into what we know it can be. That's right. Play the stars. Be your own star. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right, more, so. more competitive out there. Man, really. Don't it? And I, it was fun also to go back to like my voiceover roots. I've had exactly one paying voiceover job, and I got into argument with my manager. Never worked in that industry again. Awesome. Nice. 
<laughs> Sweet. And that, and that is the way you do voiceover work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so let me share my screen. We're going to go into the A-list or the shot list, and these are views you can use to pick the winning Cinema Draft call sheet now that we've seen all that promo material and all that good stuff. So first one on the A-list, of course, going to be Andy Serkis, 24,000, War for the Planet of the Apes. I am ready. My body is ready for this movie. I'm excited. It is the official post-lock, Cinema Draft post-lock movie of the week. Don't mess around. Don't overthink it. Just pick it. Now, to be honest with you, though, it's, it is going to be tied up at the top. I mean, uh, if you're doing a Stars and Scrubs construction, like I'm sure most people will this weekend, you're tempted to either stack two War for the Planet of the Apes, which wouldn't be a bad thing. I think it's tracking or trending now towards $67 million, possibly. But there's something to be said for your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Tom Holland, 23500 Spider-Man Homecoming in its second week. Now, it did a boffo. $117 million opening last weekend, around the lines we predicted. Even if it loses 50%, you're still looking at $58.5 million. It's, it's actually priced almost about the same as War for the Planet of the Apes, and for a reason. I mean, it, it could be a coin flip this weekend, only because the reviews for, for Spider-Man Homecoming, the cinema score, everything about Spider-Man Homecoming is huge, huge, and everyone's really excited about it. So it, it actually could give War for the Planet of the Apes a run for its money. It could, I wouldn't be surprised if it did another 65, $70 million this weekend, Spider-Man Homecoming. So it's a bit of a coin flip. You can either get two cheaper actors in Spider-Man Homecoming as headliners, or you can mix and match one headliner from Spider-Man, one headliner from War for the Planet of the Apes. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's still early. I usually kind of come up with, with a, a plan. Oh, I don't know, about 6.30 p.m. on Thursday. So we'll see how it shakes out. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Oh, co-starring. Now, these are some values you may want to look out for this weekend. The Big Sick. The Big Sick. Yes, this sucker. This this joint has been going like crazy, like gangbusters. It did almost eleven thousand per screen last weekend on three hundred twenty six screens, and now it's threatening to go wide. It's rumored to be on twenty five hundred screens. I don't know, man. I don't know. It, actually, eleven thousand. Now I think about it, it might be kind of high. But if this thing even does, let's say it does what six thousand on twenty five hundred screens. We're looking at 15 million. I mean, it's it's in play. Uh, Zoe Kazan and Kamal Nanjiani, uh, the two headliners, both are in play. If you ask me, I, I don't know. What do, you, do you think you might find some room on your call sheet for this uh, KG? Yeah, I'll probably take a shot at it. Uh, you know, depending if it if it's wide, obviously it's it's less of a it's less of a win for you. But um, the reviews have been great, like you said, and the momentum for the film is is still there that it might still be a good value like you said uh, 11 9 is high but uh i might try to squeeze one in squeeze one of those two in. and the more i think about it i mean there i don't know it, it, i mean there could be construction out there where you have like war for the planet of the apes and then you just get like super creative and get like you know some big six some <clears throat> yeah I don't know, maybe like a lesser Spider-Man. I don't know. I, I, it, it'll be very interesting to see what people come up with. Uh, last week, it seemed like there was like a prevailing uh, uh, stream of thought where you'd have Tom Holland from Spider-Man, then you'd have uh, 
then you'd have like uh, what was it? Not <coughs> then you had like a lot of big sick. Like most mm-hmm. people had a five pack. It was the the one guy who dared do a six pack and then just punted the rest of his call sheet. Gamble twenty four seven, our returning champion of the feature presentation. It was it was that one guy who was able to to squeeze that off when Big Sick was still a platform release. We are interested to see what the projections are now that it is uh, projected to be a wide release. Uh, also, mm-hmm. Wish Upon, another wild card. Uh, if it opens in limited release at this price point, I mean, I, it might be hard to pass up. 8500 for Ryan Philippi as one of your headliners. Joey King, the other headliner, 8600 uh, I'm guesstimating it'll be on 1800 screens, limited release. If so, this is the only limited release you want if you can afford it. It'll once again, these constructions are going to be be very interesting, somewhat creative this week because I don't think there's one prevailing school of thought that you have to stack War for the Planet of the Apes or you have to headliner stack Spider-Man. There'll be some mixing and matching. There'll be some outtray different uh, constructions. Uh, I think the most daring construction we saw this past week: Ring Balls, Twenty Twos. Yeah, he totally just bypassed Spider-Man and went with a, a max stack. A full eight, including the headliner stack uh, for the big sick, and he 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 was about sixty points off. But I, I love the creativity, so keep it up, everybody, keep it up. Uh, cutting room floor, skip these losers. <laughs> I saw John Bernthal go by. I'm like, ooh, John Bernthal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm with you, Jay Devlin. I'll see you at the poker table tomorrow night, my boy. All right, he's coming to Vegas. Let's do it. Uh, Cars 3, yes, this movie is probably not going to dip below wide, which is sad because it is too wide for its own good. Audiences have fairly much, I wouldn't say passed it by, but it did not catch on with audiences like most Pixar films do. It's still going to be too wide for its own good. And then also Pirates, which kind of had a pulse the last few weeks, but now the patient is dead. Unless the sucker slips in under... Uh, un- under the limited threshold into platform, I wouldn't mess with it. It's min price for a reason. Starting at five thousand, going up to seven thousand for Johnny Depp as your super headliner. Okay, G Nice, are you playing this week? Yeah, my plan is to play every week, and then right stuff answer, <laughs> and then stuff happens. Right answer. Well, have you bought, have you bought your share of Cinema Draft yet? <laughs> like, yes. I just haven't filled out the paperwork. That is a lie. Yeah, everyone go to wefunder.com slash cinemadraft. For as little as $100, you can be a profit participant in the future of entertainment. I will say this, G-Nice, as far as playing the game. The, the new uh, talent pools are up early in the week, and you can always just throw something together early in the week and then switch it up later on. I like to not to give away my strategy because I haven't <laughs> – I haven't been winning much lately anyway, but there's only 10 spots on the um, background talent. Yes. So I like to grab a spot early on there, and then at least I have a spot, then I can adjust the call sheet later if I look at different information or whatever, or if I have time. If I don't, at least I have Tuesday night is already half full. Look at that. It's already half full on Tuesday night. Look at it go. There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, great turnout last week, 80% full. Let's fill these suckers up. The sooner we can fill these up, the more we can expand the prize pool. Ooh, yes, yes. Okay, so let me stop sharing this. All right, excellent, excellent. All right, so uh, our over-under this week is War for the Planet of the Apes. The over-under will be $65 million. I'm going to post the poll on our Play at Play Cinema Draft Twitter account. 
uh, results from the last poll, which was 100 million on Despicable Me 3. I think it's actually two weeks ago because uh, I did a Just the Shot podcast last week. And basically, 54% uh, picked the over. And I couldn't, you know, and we weren't even close. It did 72 million over three days, 99 million over five day, 4th of July weekend. Wrong. Wrong. But, uh, and actually, I, I intend to see Despicable Me 3 at some point because I love Agnes. She's wonderful. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so over under this week. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes, 65 million. Over under. G Nice. Over. Over sixty-five million. Okay, that's yeah, that movie. That movie's fine. It just looks simple. You don't have to. There's an angry gorilla, and he's gonna beat the shit out of some people. And then he's <laughs> fine. And then at the end, right before he rips somebody's throat out, he's gonna go, "Oh, we're all the same." And then they're gonna decide to call a truce, and there'll be like a sunset. And then, <laughs> <laughs> did you see Rise for the of the Planet of the Apes or whatever the last one was? The second one. The dude who plays Gollum and the ape. Yeah. Like yeah. like like uh, Caesar or that yeah, one. I mean, look, that was an excellent movie. Don't I mean you can't. Yeah, it's excellent. Oh, excellent was bold. It was a good, very good movie. It's fun. These uh, movies are fun. Uh, no, there's like social. There's like I mean they are fun. There's like social commentary in there. And I, I don't know. I thought it was really good. I thought it was yeah, really deep sure. for a genre. But whatever. What, what do I know? Uh, do, do you like the, the 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 plan the the new reboot post Marky Mark series? Uh, KG. I did. I thought it was. Uh, I think it came on HBO or something. Very entertaining. It's surprisingly watchable. I, you know, yeah. I think this one, if it holds to form, will do well as well. And I'm I'm going to say under sixty five, just because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, bodies out there in the in the water. So Spider Man, Spider Man. Yep. <clears throat> it's. Oh wait, that's two, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I forgot about Spider Man. No, too late, you're over. <laughs> I'll be over. And can I just say the best movie about monkeys is still Project X? That was that was all right. That's a great movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to bring this in for a landing on that awkward moment. Uh, where can you find some? I'm sorry you guys can't handle the truth. I'm trying to be here for you. <laughs> I can only walk you to the steps. <laughs> Where can you find Cinema Draft? You go to cinemadraft.co, sign up uh, to access the free beta. We're on all your social medias, all your social medias, like the Khaleesi's and them dragons, uh, including our corporate blog at medium.com slash at cinemadraft. Hell, we even have a Pinterest. Come Go check out our Pinterest repin one of our pins or whatever they do on Pinterest. Uh, also subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting outlet. You're live once again with over $200 of prize this weekend. Uh, make sure you sign up and play. It is always free to play. Also, the, the feature presentation and our other four other contests have their theater count lock at 6 p.m. Thursday. That means that whatever theater count we have and release type we have for that movie at that time will be locked in for the duration of the weekend and the game. Uh, the game then starts at 10 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, $46 the first of the feature presentation. $25 bonus to the call sheet of the week. And, and for that, you must have the highest scoring call sheet and also beat my call sheet. Results are generally Monday evening if we are not hand scoring <laughs> yes, no hand scoring this week, please. All right, fellas, plug your ish. KG, go. Milk and Honey web series episode two is out now on your uh, on Issa Rae's 
uh, YouTube channel, and oh. we which uh, starring Lance Gross, Debbie Allen, Boris Kojo, Asha Kamali May, and a few others. And then, of course, we have Dynasty coming this fall on the CW. Yeah, buddy. Is that your promo voice? Do that again. Do that again. You can do that better. Is that my what voice? Your promo voice. That's not my <laughs> You promo. sounded drunk. Darling. <laughs> I sounded what? I sounded what? Drunk. <laughs> Inebriated. <laughs> oh, I don't you know, I don't have a good voice, so watch the show. All that hate. What do you, do you have anything to plug? Are you putting yourself out there, G-Nice? I do that. That's what I thought. All right. Well, thanks for, for listening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. The Tripod coming at you, hopefully once a month. Uh, it's good stuff. Thank you, guys. Thanks to my esteemed guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, Greg, guys. <laughs> Kevin Garnett, the, the, the WBW, a working black writer in Hollywood, Chuck Ricardo, and G-Nice, the molder of young minds. Oh God! That's just <laughs> a like Johnny Carson kind of feel. <laughs> oh, there, young minds. That's right. And between now and the next time, everybody who's listening or watching or both, go see a go movie see or, a movie or something. something.